0: FM at KXRY Portland and KQAC 3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. I'm Carrie Cohen.
1: And I am Leslie Harper.
0: Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The goal of our show is to explore ideas, the ways we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships.
1: But didn't you like I went, and I'm Leslie Harper.
0: You did. You finally, like, joined me in my...
1: and your NPR.
0: In my... Yeah. I'm always trying to do my... An NPR voice or, I don't know, something like, you know, a little more... Radio. Radio. Can I... I, can
1: I say it really fast that I, uh, I can we send like uh, lovely things up for Tina Turner?
0: Why? Wow, what's going on with Tina Turner? <clears throat> she's quite ill. Is she really? What's
1: going on? Yeah. Well, she got a kidney uh, transplant that failed. Did she really? Yeah, and she's she's really very Turner. sick.
0: That's and horrible. No one's hear. talking
1: about it. Um, but no,
0: nobody's talking <clears throat> about it. I didn't know about that. She's she's
1: extremely ill. I didn't know so, that. So, and it just popped up on my thing, like, remember how much you love Tina Turner? <laughs> and yeah. i was like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't need your reminders, but I do love her. And um, anyway, Tina Turner is quite ill, and let's all think about her for a moment.
0: Pour one out for Tina Turner.
1: Yeah. Oh, what if you were like, rub one out? Because that's no. actually what I thought you were going to say. No.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Because that would be, well, I mean, although, fair enough, because you've seen her legs, I mean, right? <laughs> I the woman is a, a marvel. She's a fox. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What else do you have to say? I about just
0: I just wanted to make sure that people knew about our text line and our call line. Yeah. Our text line to join our discussion, no matter what we're talking about or whatever you want to talk about about sex and relationships, mm-hmm. is nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. Write it down. I will give mm-hmm. you a moment to grab a pen. Okay, that's enough time. 971-220-5979. Pen. Or you can call us at 503-233-9729. Uh and there we go. It's,
1: but our show mostly consists of texts and it does. that does work. So if you don't want to call, we understand right. that. Yeah. In fact, I I th- I feel like the times that we have had people call, it's been people who are sort of intoxicated. That's generally and can't stop talking. Right. That's what I said last right. time
0: is that I feel like I feel I think like you're right about you're that. Going, yeah. It's not that I
1: don't welcome it. I just we understand. Do. We
0: like the calls, but I just understand that, that might be text. like
1: the people who feel most comfortable because yeah, talking about like video. love and sex and yeah. these things could be uncomfortable. And so the people who finally like garner the courage, right, yes. are the ones who are like wasted. Like the last person I think was like, I'm
0: pulling over on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah and she and, like wouldn't stop. And then
1: literally would not we had to actually like just shut that down.
0: Every time we've ever <coughs> had a call, in fact. Our not producer, that I didn't
1: appreciate you. If you're listening now, you were lovely.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, but you know, but if, you're every dr- time, if you're kind of
1: drinking, it's not as easy.
0: It's not. And every time we've ever had a call or pretty much every time our producer has sent us a quick message like wrap it up, wrap it up. Wrap it, it up it, or <laughs>
1: ha- has had to like bleep out things. Or whatever.
0: Yeah. Plus, they tend so, to curse. You know,
1: and, yeah. I-, I love a call. Honestly, we do I love it really call, but, but we our like show, the texting. Yeah, I mean our show runs really well on text messages mm-hmm. and especially if you're still like present so you can like you know text in again if we need yeah. clarification. Like it it's it's works quite better. lovely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So again, the text line is 971-220-5979 and uh yeah, we would love that and we do mm-hmm. we do love the texting. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, um, so anyway, let's check in. Let's check in with our own lives around sex and relationships. Yeah. So, you had a sort of big thing happen this week. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that a bit.
1: Well, I can't talk about it that much, except for I, I want to talk about something related to it. Okay. Um, but for all of you listening, uh, my beautiful cat Ruby, who mm. is the love of my life. Um, died. I had to take her in. And it was really intense because I didn't just have to take her in. I had to take her in alone because mm. I, because I, Ruben had to be with my child. Yeah. And I couldn't have my child be a part of that, certainly. Yeah. Um, and so I had to go in and do that. And, um, you know, Ruby had kidney failure. It was really, really awful. Um, I had Ruby for almost 19 years. Yeah. R- r- check lot. this out, people listening. I got Ruby for myself for my 29th birthday as a gift. I'm 46, Mm. that's how long, I I was still in my 20s when Ruby came to be with me. So I've gone through many identities and people Mm -hmm. since I had Ruby, but she was always solid. So it was very, very hard. But this is the thing that I wanted to talk about around that um, briefly is if you are in a relationship with someone who has a pet, I feel like a lot of women that I know, and I'm not sure what this is. Like, I hate gender, being gender-specific about things, but I do know that, you know, I was talking to a woman who's a friend of mine who had the same experience, Tanya, right? Mm. And other women I know. I know that the men that I'm in relationship, have been in relationships with, and men that I know love their pets too, but there's something really weird about the way that women that I know, when they're losing pets, that the men just disappear. Mm. And don't deal well.
0: Interesting. Right?
1: And I thought that Ruben was actually doing that. It turned out that he wasn't, okay. although he just didn't give me the heads up mm-hmm. that he was doing a handoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I was up all night with Ruby who was in kidney failure and she was trying to walk and like bleh, you Aww. know, it was awful. So I couldn't sleep because I she couldn't be alone, right? Ruben came in at like five in the morning and was like, I'm here to like hand off and like, I'm gonna take over so you can sleep, which is really sweet except for I, w- I, I was like, I didn't know that you were gonna do that. It would have been a lot easier if I would have known you were gonna do that. <laughs> I could have felt a lot better all these hours that I was alone, <laughs> but um, but he did. So he got a C, right? Mm. In the partner with, you know, a Pat Dine- uh, Grading. Card score. Yeah, He got a C, pushing it on a B. Because in the end, he was wonderful, as yeah. he always is. But most of the men that I've dated, when I have lost pets, like my dog Priscilla, was the love of my life. Thirteen to almost thirty, I had that dog. Okay, mm. so once again, and um, my partner at that point was like, "Well, I think she's okay. She seems better," but he never told me that she was dying, and it was mm. awful. And like anyway, it's a whole thing. And, and then he just failed, failed big time. And and I so I guess that's what I want to talk about is that like having pets is. Um r- seriously, it's a serious relationship. It's like people really love their animals, and mm-hmm. as well, we should right? Mm-hmm. I mean, animals are better than humans, really. If you think about it no question uh, because we know that humans are the worst species mm-hmm. um when we're talking about cats and dogs and um other animals who who love us unconditionally and with amazing force and grace, um they deserve everything that we have, right, and when they die it's it's devastating for some of us. And if you have a partner who doesn't get that and just wants to go back to bed or wants to whatever, um, I think like that one partner who did that with my dog, that was it for us. Mm -hmm. It was over. Interesting. I wanted nothing more to do with him after that. So I I would like people to think about in terms of relationships, pets, it's a big deal. Um, It's not like ownership, which we always – we consider it that mm-hmm. I actually consider it like these little beasties live in my house mm-hmm. and I'm honored to have them live in my house right like I don't consider it like I own this then I own this animal mm-hmm. and this animal it's like these are these little amazing beasties who live in my house who bring me joy unconditionally constantly and when they leave it is terrible
0: can I say something that will bring Ruben's score up up to that beat yeah he changed his profile picture on Facebook to a picture of Ruby.
1: Yeah. No, he loved Ruby. It was really it's hard for him too. Very obvious. I know. I shouldn't say C. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, he, he. Although C is pretty good considering what I went through. Yeah. Considering I was you up went through. all night with her, I and know. he was. He went to bed and did not say to me that he was going to yeah, do the handoff. He should have just told you. Um, right. When he did show up at like four thirty or five in the morning to do the yeah. handoff, I was really happy yeah. that someone was. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, I'm. A, I'm. I'm up with this.
0: And you're thinking, once again, I'm alone in this. <laughs> with experience. this cat that I love yeah. so much, and she's dying.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, he went to bed before Audrey did. So I was also yeah. having to deal with Audrey and the cat. Yeah. And it was just very difficult. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, he's yeah, still see. Okay. <laughs> but it's not enough.
0: No, exactly, compared to the others. So please
1: remember that, people, when you're in relationships, regardless yeah. of how you feel. Yeah. Always support your partner. The pets do matter. (laughs) When a pet is dying, it's really important. Yeah. It's very meaningful. It really, it's very, it hurts so much. And please be there for your partner when their pets are dying. Yeah. Don't go to bed.
0: Yeah. So that was your really intense experience. Yeah. What was yours? Mine is that. Uh, so last week, um, this part is good news. Is oh, like good a, news. Good news. I got. <laughs> what? A, yeah, I got a. I got a book deal. Which she got um, a book deal. I got a book deal. I think I brought
1: this up earlier before you got the deal. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Because we were talking. I I thought it might be coming, and I and I didn't. I didn't want to say too much about it until I got it. But I got it, and it's and it's very exciting because it's a great book deal, and it's for me to write this uh, book which is basically a sort of health and wellness slash like self-help book about sex and love addiction versus like intimacy disorders. And um, and the main reason I want to write it is because there everything out there around sex and love addictions um, inc- is about the AA model. Like uh-huh. the sex and love addiction. Model. Yeah, sex and love addiction anonymous model. And mm. it's kind of the only Abstinence. thing available yeah and everyone's supposed abstinence to, for one full year yeah or like you know it's like you, know, you need 30 days no contact with whatever your thing is and then, uh. and then you you know and, and it's all the same thing and it's all it's all like with this notion that it's it's you're supposed to fall into line with the same thing that one would do maybe around alcohol and drugs right the well even is, that
1: is a problem but yes
0: absolutely but when you look at like love like you take this notion of love mm-hmm. like how are you kidding me Mm -hmm. You're supposed to put that in the same realm as Mm -mm. as as alcohol or drugs. Mm -mm. Well,
1: no, I think you can put it in the same realm, but it's problematic in every aspect.
0: Well, it's so complicated because you can't live. It's not. You're not going to live without love. And Mm. actually, it's something you are entitled to as a human. It's something you are perfectly entitled to want, and um, and to um, and and I get it. There's of course because I am a love addict that you can have a complicated, really messed up relationship to more no. desire around it. Well, we talked about this like. before
1: in terms of like, so it's a process addiction, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before because we've talked about I'm um, gambling mm-hmm. in the same context, which is my addiction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're like, well, but you need love and you need this and that. Everywhere I go, there's something around gambling, mm-hmm. you know, and like, or, or like um, food addiction, eating addictions, mm-hmm. right? Like there's always a possibility of indulging to an extent to having some sort of dysmorphia around um, love or sex or food or whatever. But the um, fantasy
0: aspect of, of, you know, with with love, the fantasy aspect, which is so, but my issue with it is that it's so culturally created. It's mm-hmm. so culturally created, the messed up, uh, difficult, things that people have around intimacy. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know yes, I mean? you're right, you're right. That it's like, it's not fair to put it on the person. That's actually true. Yeah. I, I just, agree with that. Yeah, I get no. tired of like the um, the pathologizing of the person versus...
1: But I have a problem with that in general. Yes. With 12-step programs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Because I, I, in fact, have like a person that I work with who identifies as an addict, who was mm-hmm. an addict forever, who also like completely refuses the model of 12 step programs mm-hmm. and is doing like this incredible work while still having drinks.
0: Yes. Right here and
1: there. And still, you know, right. smoking cigarettes and doing whatever without having this thing of like no, now I've gone back and I have to like start yeah. all over again, you know, like um Yeah. And I, I think it's true for everything that you're talking about. Anything you overindulge in or anything that like could possibly be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we make it, we, we really pathologize, like you were saying, we really pathologize almost all of that stuff. Yes,
0: exactly. And that
1: doesn't mean that like for people for whom 12-step programs work no, that that's I fine. have a problem with that. That's fine. Good but there's so them. many people who feel like they failed if it doesn't work for them and that's the problem I have.
0: Exactly.
1: And it, it doesn't seem like it works at all for love and sex addiction as you were saying.
0: It just doesn't and so I'm excited to write this book especially because right now actually I'm doing I'm doing, I'm doing something in my own life where I am, I am actively working to try to change my brain around this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is not in a way that anybody out there working in the sort of industry of sex and love addictions would approve of. Mm. But I feel like it's, it's working. And And what a nightmare. Right? (laughs) Right.
1: What a nightmare that we're in. That we have the same thing with like drug and alcohol addiction or any kind of addiction. Again, which is a little bit different. I I I totally grant you that. But the fact that like remember when we had that person get really upset with us because we were like, Can we have another model for people? Yes. Other than twelve step programs. Right. And she was like, Oh, how
0: dare you Oh yeah, and I get that all the time, of course. So do I. Yeah. And then and then also especially around love and sex is because we're given one one uh, model mon, speaking of models we're given one model of what of what intimacy is supposed to look and like and relationships should look like yeah yeah. one and yeah. It, and if you don't do that then how easy it is to f- if you can't do and that and if you don't wind up with easy. a wife
1: or a husband yeah. there's something wrong with you yeah
0: and a monogamous like forever relationship and mm-hmm. then, then then how you know and then it's so easy to feel like well then that means that I have intimacy problems because I can't make that work
1: so do you think that it's possible that people who identify as lover or sex addicts might actually just be um, dealing with their issues around uh, cultural expectations. Very
0: much so. In fact, not all of them, but but very much so. That is a huge part of mm-hmm. almost all of them. Okay. Almost all of them have to address, you know, the ways in which they have been made to feel like garbage and made to feel like they have intimacy problems because they struggle to have that thing mm-hmm. that we're told we're all supposed to have. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I, it's an important part of the process that I cannot wait to write about. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that this part of the process is looking at like, it, you know, what do I even really want? Like, am mm-hmm. I allowed to want something? Like, do I want to be with
1: one person the yeah, rest of my life? Yeah, do I? Yeah,
0: yeah. Or, or like, you know, or, or have you it look do like it, they're supposed to look.
1: And that's actually really sad because I feel like in my history, like not so much in the past, you know, I'm I'm pretty okay for the most part in my relationship. That's mm-hmm. monogamous, but before that, um, I I never could mm-hmm. like I never could do that thing. You know, and, very
0: few people can.
1: Um, and I feel like there was a problem with me. Something mm-hmm. was wrong with me. Right. See? And now, of course, I know full well that's not. Something that's wrong mm-hmm. with me that that's just part of us being animals. Mm-hmm. Like, like there there are some of us who can be like, hey, we're human so we can make the decision to do this thing, but it's not inherent.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And so you're talking about people feeling like love and sex addicts because they can't commit to this role that mm-hmm. they've been told mm-hmm. should be how they live.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and then they feel awful and like they're unlovable and all but then these there's
1: things but then there's also the other aspect of love and sex addiction and I know people who really do fall into that where they just can't stop like having sex as a way. Like really as a way to the same way that people self medicate with heroin yeah. or yeah. alcohol or whatever. Yeah. To like, feel like, they're worth like I have to I have to deal with my trauma by having sex. Exactly. That's
0: different. We yeah, I mean for sure that's absolutely a real thing mm-hmm. and I actually um uh I actually struggle with some stuff too, but, um, but before we go on, um, a couple of things, one, I want to remind everybody of the text line, which is 971-220-5979. We also have a couple of texts, but we need to take a break first. And when we come back from the break, we will address your texts.
2: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at CardinalClubPortland.com.
0: back with casual sex um we're gonna read a couple texts here so the text line again this is a advice show for sex and relationships (laughs) i feel like i just need to make clear in case people don't know and they're listening for the first time right we're an advice show for sex and relationships long
1: time listener first time caller yeah
0: there's gonna be a lot of those Mm -hmm. um you can text us at 971-220-5979 so Okay, so here's a text. Hi, I'm a straight woman, mid thirties. I've recently noticed that my boyfriend of three years doesn't express affection toward me with words hardly ever, and it's starting to feel like I have to force him to say, I love you. Is there something wrong here?
1: Hmm.
0: And I mean, he's probably it sounds like he might be a little avoidant, <laughs> but for the most part, no. I mean, I, I guess if it's not if it's all verb you know, it says it says he doesn't express affection toward me with words. Well, yeah, that's just words. I wonder Does if he, he expresses he express it affection it otherwise. otherwise. Yeah.
1: Although I will say, I've had a problem with that. Like you know, Wanting to hear I love yeah. You. Well, I've been mm-hmm. with my partner for six years, seven years almost, mm-hmm. and he used to be very much like "I love you." And like, in fact, for the first three years we're together, whenever he would leave, this is going to sound weird to people, but whenever he would leave to go to work, he would kiss my toes in the morning. At, and that like, is weird. It's not. <laughs> it's not weird. It's lovely. Give my toes little kisses, mm. and. Like, none of that stuff exists anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I hear you, Texter. Um, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when you're in a dy- dynamic with someone and suddenly they refuse to say, like, Ruben... Oh, sorry, Ruben. I'm so sorry, Ruben. <laughs> Rarely says, I love you.
0: There's an avoidant thing happening here around mm-hmm. this. And I can relate. I'm uh, I'm mostly an addict, but, um, but I'm also avoidant in the right circumstances. And I remember in my first marriage uh not wanting to express too much um uh not wanting to vocalize or be or even uh physically really express too much affection because um because of this weird avoidant thing that happens again avoid avoidance and addicts are they're all the same thing it's just two sides of the same coin it's all about avoiding intimacy Mm -hmm. it's all about not wanting it's all about not actually being comfortable with Real intimacy. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember feeling like, like looking at myself and being like, "What? What is? Why am I? Why am I having a problem with this?" And and thinking, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to send in the message that I'm that I'm here to stay." <laughs> Meanwhile, that I was we're married,
1: married. <laughs> and I have children. I, yeah, I,
0: not? I don't want him to think that I. I'm not going to like leave at some point. Cause I don't, don't want to think I, that he actually has me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, so there is an avoidant thing happening. That's my guess. Yeah. And, um, and uh, because I understand that there's a ways, there's a way in which, so, so the thing avoid, avoidant people who are avoidant tend to feel uh, sm- uh, smothered or suffocated, s- suffocated by, um, by intimacy and people who, are more sort of anxious again, and most of these people are the same people. Like I'm, I'm both of these things depending <laughs> on what's coming at me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm if I'm anxious, then I'm like I'm like oh I'm not getting enough, I'm not getting enough. But that's because I'm actually very comfortable with what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I actually got it, then I would be like oh god no that's too much. You know mm-hmm. I don't want back uh, off want back, ma- up. back off back off buster. Yeah that's suffocating. So Ugh. it's all about avoiding intimacy, people real are intimacy. So difficult. Me I'm very difficult. Well, just people
1: are difficult. Like what a difficult yeah. life it is. It is. You it's know? So difficult. Like it's so hard to navigate people. I know. And their ridiculous needs and I all know. their
0: and it's also convincing in your head. Like like when I was in that place of being avoidant, I was so like it was so easy to convince myself. And now that I'm in this like more like anxious mode, it's so easy to convince myself of this but really I'm the same I'm the same person who did that other thing. So like Right. I am it's all lies like we tell ourselves things in our head and we believe it because it sounds like the voice of God mm-hmm. and and it's all gar- it's all bullcrap bullcrap well I can't say what I would normally I'll say I'll tell like you what that is bullcrap listen <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> It's yeah. bullcrap
1: yeah exactly Um. it's so funny like <laughs> It makes me feel like a bunch of Mormons sitting around talking about things.
0: Because we can't. Because we can't. That is bullpucky. That is exactly. That is mm-hmm. bull doo doo.
1: Oh, bullpucky.
0: Yeah. So again, the text line nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine. And don't swear. We do, yeah. And we can't swear.
1: Look, we're at the mercy of the FCC. Don't blame us. Yeah. Remember when we did that live show and and, the, and then <laughs> oh, and the woman. I would be so mad, you guys. Lunch. You don't even understand. No, no, no. That's not the what I'm the talking woman about. In the I'm talking about that we did a live show oh. at Kelly's, and I love the woman from the other podcast who came on. Yeah, like, the podcast was great. It was this podcast the of comedy like having um, yeah. It was like she had comedians come to mm-hmm. haunted places or whatever, and so they came on after us, and they it was recorded but not for X-ray because they weren't an X-ray show, but someone was like can I swear and she was like oh you can swear her honey like we don't care about that like the, form- the I know like, like,
0: f- casual like sex- being insulting to us it's not Ooh, bless you I sneezed thank you it's not she was like us. she was like
1: casual sex really does care about swearing but we don't care and I was like I don't care about like yeah. I was so mad I was like Weird it's called that the FCC care. people exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly so anyway just so, so y'all know rude.
1: everyone yeah. knows I swear like a sailor
0: yeah seriously same here um. Uh, one. One more text. How do you know if you're a sex and love addict? That is a mm. long, long answer that I will not. You hire a therapist. That you'll. You can buy my book when it comes yep. out in 2020. However, I will say this.
1: Um, if you feel like you are, there's something to it.
0: And if you're, my basic answer is, if you're using sex or love to avoid intimacy, you're probably a sex right. addict. Right. Just addict.
1: like, for example, when someone's like, "How do I know if I'm an alcoholic?" If you're asking yourself that, yeah. you might not be an alcoholic, but you're definitely using alcohol to avoid yes. um, human emotion. Exactly. Uh, if you're, if you're questioning whether you're a love and sex addict, if you're questioning whether you're an alcoholic, any kind of addiction,
0: yeah, you probably are.
1: Even if you're not. It's worth looking into. Yeah, there's something going on. Something's going on. Some kind of abuse is happening.
0: Exactly.
1: We have an email I want to read. Okay. Um, Casual sex. The guy I've been dating monogamously for the last three to four years lives in the same apartment building with me. In fact, our units are right next to each other. We've been neighbors like this since two years ago when he encouraged me to rent the unit next to his. He doesn't want to get a place together, even though I do. Also, my apartment is much bigger and nicer than his studio, and he takes advantage of it by coming over whenever mm-hmm. he pleases and making himself at home. We alternate sleeping in his bed then mine. I don't get why he's fine with this close living arrangement, but it is not okay living in one apartment together. Does this make any sense to you, female twenty-four, straight?
0: Mm. Um it does make sense to me. Actually. it does to me too. actually, that's sort of my ideal living situation right, right I've next always said that when
1: I'm old, I'm gonna live in a trailer with mm. like hens and uh, like in, in the desert with mm. hens and with a impeccable hens and chicks mm. sort of uh uh desert garden of cacti and a girlfriend up the street and a boyfriend down the street
0: a trailer and huh? never the train shall meet a trailer though the airstream table. oh, an airstream, okay, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is
1: my goal because I don't have to pay a bunch of stuff. I just have an right. impeccable garden. Girlfriend up the street, boyfriend down the street.
0: I'm living in a tiny house in Mexico. Do what the, you want on the beach. I'm just saying. Oh, like, a tiny house a tiny is that house. your goal? <laughs> oh. I have a I have a, I have an ex who used to say who who not ex like someone I used to sleep with, but he um he told me once he went on a date with someone and she used the word tiny house and he was like I have to go. That was Gross. it like that was like that was like the deal breaker for him he was like ew, ew she said tiny house and I, I would
1: be like ew, you said ew, tiny house Ew, you have to go <laughs> do you see what I'm saying I hate yeah. him
0: yeah no you don't actually you know him and you like him oh well um then we're I don't still understand friends. his purposes. we're still friends um uh yeah I I agree I, I think that actually it just means again that he's found a way to feel oh. comfortable with your intimacy you know uh-huh what?
1: Why are you laughing? Oh, I just think I know who you're talking about because I think it's like your Chandler Benong person, maybe, who always has like these weird, like these ways in which he can distance himself from people. You know, Chandler Bing from Friends, of course. And Remember I know Chandler Chan- Benong. Chandler Benong? Remember how he always had these things of like, well, she said this, and so is that. Like you have one ex who specifically, who has so many of those things with people. I don't
0: think I don't Not think the same I've one said enough about this guy for you to know who it is.
1: Oh. What?
0: I just, I just <laughs> mouthed his name. I know. Down.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Who would you think it was? I can't mouth, say. Mouth the name. Oh, no, no. Okay. But that would be very Michael. I know. <laughs> 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 Whoops, I didn't mouth it. Well, my... my I Michael, thought maybe it was your ex-husband whom
1: no, you co-parent with because no. he's a little Chandler Banong. No,
0: he is totally a little Chandler Banong. Like, he has this thing of like... And then she said this and I avoidant. was like forever
1: like not attracted to her again yeah. ever since then. Yeah, like, he's very yeah. avoidant.
0: Yeah, that's why. And you know, that's who so and people, you know, to go back to this question, that how do I know if I'm a sex or love addict? Mm-hmm. Listen, if you have been both the one who is the distancer or the or the um, or the pursuer, uh, and, and you've been both at various times, and it's either one or the other, probably, yeah, probably you're somewhere on that spectrum. Spectrum. Um, Don't forget spectrum. It's a spectrum. It, it's yeah. key. All mental illnesses are.
1: Well, and also most people have been somewhere on there. So I'm not sure that that.
0: Exactly. It's just. You've, it's an yeah. intimacy disorder. We all have intimacy disorders. Right. Um. Ebb and flow, so, though, too. Yeah. Plus, I that. mean, I. I mean, I'm just saying, like, what you just described. I
1: mm-hmm. think really. Everyone can fit yeah. into that. Yeah. But so it's I don't know if, human experience. I know, but you just basically said everyone who fits into that is a love and sex addicts and I don't know no, that that's accurate because
0: Right. well this is the problem of course <clears> I have with even calling it that. I, I'm not comfortable actually, even even though I'm writing a whole book about it and have defined myself that way and use it as like and say it's one of my specialties. I'm not super comfortable with the with the label. Addict part? Yeah, I'm not comfortable Mm -hmm. with the addict part. I just feel like, how do we grow up in a culture like we live in and not have intimacy stuff? I just, you know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. add whatever, like, crazy childhoods we have. Don't you
1: think that possibly the the difference is if you're using sex as a way to avoid... Yes. ...looking at your emotional life? Just like if you're using heroin or gambling or food or anything else? Like, don't you think that...
0: Absolutely, and then with and then mm-hmm. with love, it's more like, like um, uh, the sort of obsession around uh, the the need the the ways in which it defines you. Like like I my entire if your entire worth is wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. In so you think there's a difference
1: between love and sex addiction? Why are they c- I think lumped they're often, together? They're
0: often lumped together because they often go together. Like, well, they don't, so they don't seem like the same thing. They based don't have on what to you're be. saying. Well, that's the thing is they don't have to be together. So, like for instance, I have clients who are just sex addicts. I, have, I do have clients who are just love addicts. I feel I like myself, they're different. I myself am a, am actually both, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because the um, my uh, getting attention around uh, around sexual attention is often tied up for me around my worth around love. Okay. So, like, so really, it's around um, it's around using. Very often, sex and love addicts—it's—it's it, it's the combo happens when sex is more of a tool around the love.
1: Right. Okay. So I think that is. I mean, I don't. I feel like, like what you just said was, something that could, be applicable to any human being. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but you said this is, if you felt this way, you're probably a love and sex addict, and I don't think that. No. Mm-mm. So. I'm not with you on that.
0: But see, so you and I are different mm-hmm. in that you're so much of your worth and your basic like mental health isn't tied up around what's it has, happening. It has been certainly you have had times you know Well that? yeah, it
1: was an escort. My whole life was tied up in my worth around sex and and, mm-hmm. and different things. So but I'm just saying like if if you're if you're gonna call this an addiction or if you can even call it something different than what everyone experiences then you can't say it's the same as what everyone experiences like you have to draw some guidelines around what's different between everyone there are but
0: it's so complicated because of exactly what we're talking about which is that which is that we live in a culture that does not provide healthy guidelines around how to have intimacy. Right. So it's really, Agreed. so it's it's a very blurry line. I mean, you're just speaking to the fact that it's a very blurry line. I agree with that and I'm entirely. Not, I'm not even, this is why I'm so uncomfortable, even though it's one of my specialties and I'm writing a whole book about it and so forth and call myself that. I'm not even comfortable with this designation for exactly the reasons that we're talking about, mm-hmm. which is that it's so blurry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, there's no clear boundary between where someone is or isn't somewhere on that spectrum.
1: Okay. Except for it looks different, right? obviously, um, for people who want to die because of it, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. There are other people who don't want to die because of mm-hmm. it. And so I think there is actually something really important about um, I guess that's what drawing I'm trying to say. something around yes. like what's actually happening versus just saying it's not really happening because there are people who literally... Um, right. wrap up their worth so much that they don't want to live when well, that's, it doesn't work right. out. And
0: that's that's I guess what I was trying to say right. around worth is that mm-hmm. is that, that has been my primary struggle in my and life. And that's not the same thing. Primarily. All of my worth is So telling. not
1: everyone is on yeah. is 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 there. So right. not everyone can be called that. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
0: Because like look at look look at look at my I have this very wonderful, successful very full life, full mm-hmm. of all kinds of amazing things, right? And almost all of my um pain and energy and is surrounded with the is all wrapped up with this one thing that really like shouldn't matter that much.
1: Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I agree with that. Yeah,
0: as to whether it's happening for me or not, right. So that's kind of, I guess, what the difference
1: is. But even though, like, in the end you can express it that way, like, the way that it affects you Mm -hmm. is, I think we can both agree, different than how it affects all people, Yes, right? And so I think it is valuable and important to be able to recognize that there are other people who have this experience Mm -hmm. and, you know, for whom uh, this this experience goes beyond – the regular experience.
0: Yeah, I guess that's then, that's no. that blurry, that's the blur, blurry place is that, is that I know for a fact that it has been uh, painful enough for me in my life that it does, it does, mm-hmm. it it feels, yes, I have felt like, like I'm not sure I want And isn't live. that
1: really what we come down to? If you have an experience with something where it affects your life mm-hmm. in such a way mm-hmm. that you can't move forward
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's in the way, mm-hmm. then, you need to get support around that. I agree with you that we don't need to give labels to absolutely every freaking thing. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the problem is that everyone needs a label. And like, you go to a therapist and I feel like there are therapists who have these like, these narcissistic therapists and counselors who need to, no offense, not you. I know you're not one of them. (laughs) But because you're not like, you know, diagnosis happy. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are so diagnosis happy. They're like, I can't wait to give you a diagnosis. Like, here's the criteria that you fit. You know, like people are dying to fit you into the DSM you know, model yeah. and give you a diagnosis. And like, you know, so I agree with you that like we need to back off a little bit in terms of diagnosing. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to know that if you're really feeling this way, that could be different than what everyone else is feeling. And it's worth looking at, you know. And I Same guess that's with what's
0: going to define drugs. my book. Drugs. Yeah.
1: Same with drinking. Right. Same with anything else right. that you're using to such an extent yeah. that it's affecting your life.
0: Yes in right. a negative way. It's such a hugely negative way that mm-hmm. you can't exactly that you feel stuck and can't move forward. Right. Spending money. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so uh yeah. So anyway, uh text line 971-220-5979. We didn't we, even talk about
1: the email.
0: Oh god. Even talk about the email. How did that even happen? Didn't I read
1: it? And then we didn't talk about it at all. I think
0: that is what happened.
1: We have to get a break. I think that we've only taken one, and then we should talk about that.
0: Yeah, we'll take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about this issue email of living that next we did door
1: not to each not other. Freaking even address. Sorry.
0: Sorry. Okay, uh, but we will. We're going to do that when we come back. uh We'll be right back with casual sex. support for X-Ray FM comes from SheBop, a woman-owned sex toy boutique specializing in body-safe products and education. SheBop promotes healthy and safe sexuality by offering quality products and educational workshops in a fun and comfortable environment. SheBop welcomes people of all genders and sexual appetites. More information online at SheBopTheShop.com or at their two locations on North Beach Street in the historic Mississippi District and on Southeast Division Street. ¿Vale? Back with casual sex.
1: Um, we were just talking about how that Marvin Gaye song is such so a um, song about pretending to um, not know men are around and be sexy. <laughs> it's a total sexy song.
0: It's such. I love that song so much. Very sexy
1: song. Yeah, of course, as we all know.
0: Yes. Um, uh, so we so didn't really anyway. address this. So to get back to mm. this uh, email about um, how Living He wants to live next door next to door. one another and Les- oh I
1: did because I said I was going to live up the street and down the street and you yeah, said that.
0: Les and I really connected mm-hmm. to it like we both felt like yeah that's like well, how great. we want to live yeah
1: although if you feel like, like you have the great like big two bedroom house like apartment like you were saying that's really lovely and he has a studio and he keeps coming over and taking advantage of that and then scooting on back to his studio
0: well, I mean, it, it, how how does she know he's taking advantage? I don't even know what that means. If
1: she feels that way, maybe it's because she's putting all the work and effort into making the food and having mm. the kitchen and having oh. the space, mm-hmm. and he's like gonna go back to my squat,
0: mm. you know? Well, I mean, so I guess a couple of things. One is that um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, uh, and that uh, you know you could have some. I suppose. See, you
1: could- he takes advantage. Of, okay. Also, my apartment is much bigger and nicer than his studio, and he takes advantage of it by coming over whenever he pleases and making himself a home. So maybe it's about her feelings about it. It She's putting all this effort in, and yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that. I mean, ultimately, the only change you can create is yourself, and the only thing you can do is model the behavior you want to see. And so, ultimately, you can't change him. But you know, maybe you're onto something. Like, I hate the fact that we all that this this like pop psychology of like. Maybe that's about you and not about, you know, if a dude is taking advantage and being like, I don't want to live with you, but I do want to come over and eat all your food and lounge <laughs> all over your furniture and like, you know, trim yeah. my toes on your couch and then <laughs> run home. I think you have every right to be annoyed by that. Yeah. But yeah. but also, what do you want? Do you want to be in that yeah, relationship? I guess that's
0: the question. Yeah. Exactly, that's the question. Yeah. Like, you can go over and trim your toenails in his studio apartment. You know. Yeah,
1: preferably on his pillow.
0: Yeah, I mean, do what you want. I exactly. I mean, I guess that's the thing. And then also, you can put up the. You know, there's I, there's a an old saying that is just very true, which is that we treat we teach people how to treat us, mm-hmm. and so there's there's something in there around that I, that I'm I'm um, I'm getting for her around her own sort of boundaries and her own needs around this that that she doesn't want to take to care of somebody to. that's what i mean you know maybe does not want to take
1: care of somebody who who like is and like she doesn't have to. i just need a minimal life but then i'm going to i say i need a minimal life but right. then i'm going to just like come and take advantage of all and of your resources
0: right and she doesn't yeah. have to she you don't have to have, to have you that you can that. get you can get um maybe different boundaries around what you want to share yeah. And um, and mm-hmm. what you want to be available to, and what you want him available to, Yeah. you know. I yeah, guess right. So okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we have another email. Should we read that one too? Oh wait, wait. Mm-hmm. That, there's a text here. Is she feeling like he's taking advantage because he's paying for a studio and she's paying for the bigger Yeah. Equipment? Yeah, I think. That's I mean, what that's she's part saying. of it too. Mm-hmm.
1: Because he's coming over and being like, "Ooh, I'm gonna stretch you out," and yeah, this is great. And then like, I'm gonna go back to my place, baby. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean all of that stuff all of it I don't want to sure. live with you I just want to keep my own studio I'm gonna mm-hmm. manage it and then I'm gonna come over here and do whatever I want
0: yes and he's probably doing that thing that um I'm sorry so many men do which mm-hmm. is um which is exactly that which is like which is like hey babe like don't fall in love like no yeah. I don't know. Don't, don't get too close like, <laughs> yeah. I know you're really into all this but like you I'm know, a rebel I'm a rebel I don't mm-hmm. have that much Daddy. available for you I was just However, doing. I was just
1: doing um you know, Wee Herman. Yeah. And, I'm a rebel. Daddy. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, but I'm not actually available for yeah. that much. However, I'm going to be in your place all the time, eating all your food. Listen, don't fall in love. Yeah. Don't but fall made in me love. that
1: yakasoba that you have in the.
0: Yeah. Fridge. But, but I am going to be at your place Give all the time. Give me the time. toenail clippers. Taking a dump in your and toilet. And a foot bath. And yeah. And so. I clogged up the toilet. Yeah. Apologies. Apologies. Going but back baby. to my studio apartment. Yeah. But babe, <laughs> I, you know, you can't. I know you want to be all with, with all this and the dump yeah. I just took in you your want toilet. The, you want like,
1: this? But I gotta go wash the <laughs> poo out of my yeah. butt hair. Yeah,
0: let me do that first. <laughs> can I
1: say butt hair on the air?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you can say butt. <laughs> I, you know, and uh, that—that's. I'll big, see you later. Right, that's what's happening, yeah. and that's what you know. I hate Gross. to say it, but so many. By men the do way, that. So if you want to be that. with
1: somebody, that's who they are.
0: That is. That's let's just say that. To they are. Like, let's
1: just call it what it is. <laughs> if you want to be with another person, this is what we're talking about. People are disgusting. <laughs> And they will it's take so advantage. True. They very rarely have strength of character. Yes. yes, Like, you're right. If you're already in a relationship with somebody who is taking advantage and being like, well, I'm just going to pay studio rent and, yeah. you know, go ahead and yeah. live large in my girlfriend's apartment what but not really live with her. Yeah. Really? Like, that's all
0: you need to know. Yeah, Either you're,
1: you're okay. Either you're okay with that weak <sighs> character flaw.
0: Exactly. Or you're not. Right, exactly. It's not going to change. No, that is who that guy is. And that is who... Pretty much all guys are. So you just, you just gotta, it's right, that's who he is. So you either need to put up some serious boundaries around, you know. What he gets to do right. in your apartment, and also make very clear: don't sit like, on my couch naked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or whatever and have to, it go, is. Go do that in your studio apartment that you're paying. you yeah. know, like, half. Go put of what your buttle over that
1: furniture. Yeah, exactly. Or non-furniture. And
0: maybe I'll come over and have sex with you sometimes when yeah. I feel like it. When but I when
1: I'm when I'm you know from here on going and like you know when I'm slumming it.
0: Yeah, when I'm slumming it. Here, here's the deal. Like from here on, Mister. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like what, ne- what, next time we have sex, I'm coming over to your studio apartment. Yeah. so clean the, clean that place up. Right, and uh, otherwise, and then I don't have to clean
1: up afterwards. Yeah, if you know what and I mean. you're not
0: allowed in my apartment because I'm getting like eight animals, and you're allergic to mm-hmm. pets. That's, that's right. what that's what you got to do. Yeah, I don't if have I'm the out. money
1: to feed you anymore because I have to feed 900 rabbits.
0: <laughs> 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 Who you're allergic to? So right. I so. will. So, every so my advice is get 900 rabbits. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll come over to your apartment. You can d- go down on me. How about yeah, that? Yeah. And that then clean up be... afterwards. And, and then, then I'll be like, see ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a sock or something? Good. I wish I could smack you with my vagina, but it doesn't work <laughs> the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, good. We're such good advice givers. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. We're if so anyone has us. labia
1: that can smack <laughs> a person, please call us.
0: <laughs> right? Like how many children have you had? Right? We, yes, that is, you right. know, I don't Clappy know. And labia. I'm getting close. I could definitely clap for you after you make me after you make me orgasm. I could probably clap could you? for you. Could you probably not? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. No. Maybe. I don't know.
1: You have to you should just give them, like um what are the what you know the and the ears that they get the um the gauges, yeah, the gauges. You have to get a bunch of gauges first. Get a few gauges. So you have the labia that really hang down like the earlobes do.
0: I would only do that so I could smack men in the face afterwards. Right.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I said anyway. good day, sir. <laughs> or, or, or um, I demand satisfaction. <laughs> West. smack exactly. And then be like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I
0: said I demand satisfaction. Or I
1: said I had good day, sir. I said you know good what?
0: day, sir is the best. <laughs> I said good day, sir. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. Okay, read right. the next email. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Dear Carrie and Leslie, hmm. my boyfriend has several behaviors that drive me kind of insane. He never asks if he can eat the food in my kitchen. He just helps himself to anything. In conversations with him, he interrupts a lot and often will just stop listening and walk away without warning. My friends and family that have met him think he's a huge jerk. Personally, I'm wondering if he should be screened for Asperger's syndrome.
0: I was going to say, it sounds like he's on the spectrum.
1: What advice is there for people in relationships with those who are diagnosed with Asperger's? Aside from several peculiar behaviors like the things I mentioned, he's a totally sweet, kind, caring person. Mm. Thanks for your help. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have so mm-hmm. many
0: clients dealing with that and mm-hmm. and I personally um have dealt have dealt with it with somebody and uh, you you were you feel like you I have kind definitely of have dealt with it. So, yeah. Um I I dated I dated someone who
1: definitely was diagnosed uh, uh with mm-hmm. Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Um he was an incredible neuroscientist, too.
0: Well, they're usually but, brilliant. Yes. And I mean I you know, this has been my experience and also I'm saying this as someone who's the mother to someone who's who's truly autistic, like there's no question. Mm-hmm. So um, so I watch the you know, he does all those things where you're talking to him and, and then he just walks off. Right. And, it's a, and it's I love that personal. about yeah. about
1: him actually Because he's just kind of like He's like whatever boring. I'm bored like, You really
0: yeah. are not saying anything isn't
1: holding my interest Exactly I wish everyone would do that My no. child by the way Loves her child Who is autistic And yeah. will just say things like It's so much more authentic Than other people <laughs> And I'm like it is actually
0: Because he when he's
1: done He's done And he's just like Whatever he see ya He just
0: walks away And yeah. he walks up Whenever I have parties He walks right up to my friends And says do you want to go home yeah. now Don't
1: you want to go home now
0: He's just he's like he's just he's so real like you don't have to worry. And this is basically what I guess my experience with having dated someone uh, who is probably somewhere on the spectrum is that is that you don't question whether they're telling you the truth. And that's not always a good thing.
1: Meaning cool. it can be it can be
0: too straightforward to the point of where you're like, can you maybe have like, some tact around that? Wow, you're so that? rude, right. and that's where people, your fr- your friends and family might think he's a jerk. Which, believe me, every single one of my friends and family have thought he's a jerk. Right. Um. And but um. But I think that the bottom line is that that's really what's going on, and actually, it's a benefit that you're hearing the truth, though. Right. You don't have to ever worry. Like, am I being manipulated in some way? I either? actually, I
1: you know, um, just. To, this is important, I think. To, to I had the the um, the vet when I took Ruby in this mm-hmm. weekend that I never schedule with because she is on the spectrum, and she is really straightforward to the mm. point that it's rude. Mm. And I'm always like, I don't want to hear about how I haven't done a good job with mm. my animals. like I, And so I, whenever it's time to schedule, I'm always like, I don't want her. Yeah. I don't want that doctor. Yeah. She was the only one available. And I was like, God, it's even worse than oh, I imagined. Yeah. But in the end, when it came time to inject Ruby – Mm-hmm. I was like, she's, is this going to hurt? Mm-hmm. I was so freaking out. And she said no, because I gave her, you know, we gave her the sedative Aww. ahead of time. So and I was like, was and I true. said to her, I was like, doctor, you know, blank. I said, one thing about you that is so awesome is I know you're telling me the truth right mm-hmm. now. I feel totally confident in that. Even yeah. though before she was like, well, she's been sick for a long time. She's really skinny, <laughs> you know, and made me feel like a total piece of crap. Yeah. Because, um, but, you know, anyway, like. There is something to be said about honesty, yeah, and knowing that people will tell the truth.
0: Exactly, it's
1: al- there's always a. Uh, it's the
0: best benefit of people on the spectrum, and there
1: are benefits too of people on the spectrum or, or of not having people on the spectrum, and having people have a different kind of way of communicating that mm-hmm. might be more tactful. Yes,
0: um,
1: with typical neurologies. Yes, uh, the ones weighing in. Yes, right. But either way, there are benefits. There are pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. And don't let people say that your boyfriend's a jerk if you know otherwise too. You can.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing about people on the spectrum is that part of your work then, as the as a, as a sort of neurotypical person who's um, trying to adjust to being in a romantic relationship with somebody on the spectrum, is then that means that a, a big part of your work is to um, is to work hard to not apply. Um, Assumptions that you have as a neurotypical person on that person, Mm -hmm. right? It's very important. So because otherwise you'll just get yourself hurt.
1: It's also like being a white person who is like, yes, uh, my cultural norms are the thing, and you all have to adapt to that. Like just understand that there are varying. there's a variance, right? And there are different neurologies, and it it doesn't have to look like yours. Yeah, and you should not expect other people to adhere to what you think is normal.
0: And so often people who are with people who are on the spectrum um, are attracted to avoidant people. I will say Mm, that too, mm -hmm, right? They're attracted mm -hmm. to unavailable people. I, you know, (laughs) what would I know about that? (laughs) But but what I'm saying is that, so those Mm -hmm. people who are attracted to unavailable slash avoidant people are already they're primed and ready to find evidence that they're unlovable. Primed and pooped. You know what I mean. Right. And so they're like, oh, see, proof. He uh, doesn't love me. See. Got he it. I mean, I. This is what I've mm. I've lived so much of my life. My father okay. was basically and, somewhere on this. And that's you know?
1: egocentric because what you're saying. I'm. Mean, I'm sorry. It's not egocentric. It is kind of. Well, it is. That's what If you understand what it do. is, is that you're expecting everyone to mm-hmm. adhere to the way that you are living and the way that your brain yes. works, and it's just not. Yes. How it how it is,
0: and so you're constantly looking for evidence right. that like, you're not loved. Oh God, DJ, DJ is here.
1: Hi. We love him. We just wait for him to show up. Hi. That's what we come, you know. Mwah. We come so we mwah, can mwah, have this one mwah. this one fleeting moment. Exactly, he's blowing kisses because he loves I us. Know. Now listen, this is what I want to tell y'all. Okay, because um, we only have four minutes. Yeah. Um, next week, I have a. Yeah. Dear friend, coming in. Yeah. um, To be a guest on the show. We haven't had a guest in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, His name is Maurice. He's a colleague of mine. He works as an HIV navigator. So he basically, um, well, he does what I do. He works in the prisons doing uh, testing and classes and programs and things. But he also helps people find housing who are Mm -hmm. HIV positive. And he is a... um, He's really great. I got uh, to hang out with him the other night. He's amazing. He's so fun. He is a gay a uh, man living with uh, an AIDS diagnosis, actually, Thanks. who's been living with that for a very long time. I love him dearly. And he's going to come on and talk about, um, you know, relationships uh, with gay men. Here in, in Portland. In Oregon. In yeah. Portland, Oregon. And I think we got this. Um, here's a thing that we got, a text that we got over the week that I think really lends to this. And so I'm going to read it, and we're going to address that next week with Maurice. Kay. Um and we had an email a few weeks ago, too, that was very similar. Remember the guy who was like, I really want to find a relationship, but I go on Grinder and oh, then yeah. nobody. Uh-huh. And we were like, well, you're going on Grinder, So <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a problem there because it's a hookup site. Maybe. Right. So um, I'm a gay man in Portland who wants to find a partner. Why is it so difficult? I feel like I have to have sex with men that I meet as an, adush- as an audition for more. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? Is that. Is it this place? Is it gay men? It is a total drag.
0: Yeah, so that's perfect for me. I, I want to talk about
1: here. that too, and I especially want to get my friend Maurice in here next week to talk about that because he has been navigating that uh, social dynamic and, and spectrum um, in Portland, Oregon for a while. So he will be addressing that question. And if over the week, by the way, since we're getting close, if you want to send us emails, um, it's advice. At xray.fm If mm-hmm. you want to send emails uh, About this topic That we're going to be discussing next week Or anything else Related to love and sex And relationships um, Please do Yeah Right Did mm-hmm. I cover it? Yeah What about that's you? That's
0: great Well we can just uh, do some um, Some takeaways Some takeaways So uh-huh. um, So one of them was that We pathologize people um, A lot of times Through 12 step program treatments And mm-hmm. so that's That's uh, uh, and that this can be especially detrimental around sex and love addiction. We spend a lot of time mm-hmm. talking about sex and love addictions, and that you know maybe I'll just say also it can be related to in it. Anything, yeah, yeah, and I'll say mm-hmm. related to that that um, that uh, avoidant avoidance and addicts are often two sides of the same coin, and, it's, and that the point is that's related to sex and love addiction is that it's all about avoiding intimacy. Right. Real intimacy.
1: Absolutes.
0: Um, so. Uh, that's the
1: thing that means absolutely. Yeah. But it's a short, it's not even a shortened. If I say absolutely, it's exactly the same length <laughs> as absolutely, but somehow cuter.
0: That's an important takeaway.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I have to have a different takeaway besides that? No, that's a good one. Sometimes I say totes my goats, and I know it's old and,
0: no, that's a and good worn one. out. Yeah. That's Do I have a good to have one. another one?
1: Let me see. Part of the work of uh, the neurotypical is to not apply assumptions or expect the other people to adhere to your values or even just to your neurology.
0: Yeah, that was an important one, I think, that we came up with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and and at some point we talked about how people just in general are gross. Mm
1: -hmm. They're gross. Yeah. I mean, humans are the worst. You guys know this. We're the worst species. Yeah. And we somehow have to live amongst each other knowing that that is true.
0: Exactly. Cats
1: and dogs and other animals way better than us.
0: They are. They're so much better than us. It's almost
1: time to go. Please yeah. listen to DJ Ed and Discovery. Yeah, the show is called Discovery. It's lovely. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't know. We haven't heard heard back, but DJ Ed. Just so you know, we're wondering. Uh, we're still wondering about when we do a live show on December twenty eighth at Kelly's Olympian. If he's going to join us to do, to do. He can't do it.
1: Oh bummer, poo poo. Well, we'll find someone who is. Okay. Probably less than half as good as he yeah, is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because we need it. <laughs> Chase gonna, is
1: going to love that we said that. Yeah. All right. No, it's <laughs> going to be great.
0: Yeah. It's all going to be we great. We will. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, you can join us next week, and you can email us at advice at xray.fm if you want to uh, give us any any questions, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye.